0: Welcome back to Witness. I'm Matt.
1: And I'm Linny. And we hope you guys had an amazing Christmas holiday and that you're enjoying some time off getting some much-needed rest and relaxation. Matt and I are in Alabama enjoying some family time and we had a great Christmas. Matt spoiled me, as usual. I, th- I think he likes me a little I'm bit. Like
0: two thumbs up. I like that when you tell me that mm-hmm. I spoil you. It makes he, me feel good.
1: You definitely spoil me. He, he got me lots of good stuff. Um, I tried to treat him right, but I think mostly he just got underwear from me. So I didn't do as well for him as what he did for me. But yeah, and I
0: then tried. I got this bidet
1: <laughs> attachment
0: from, <laughs> from my daughter, my oldest daughter. So I got <laughs> that and some underwear I opened right after that. I'm like, well, <laughs> I know I'm getting old, but. it's <laughs> true. I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, I get the message. That was awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I needed yeah. that new underwraith.
1: Yeah, but the bidet that cracked me up yeah. when you opened that, I was like, "What?"
0: <laughs> Never in a million years did I think I was going to open that. I think I should re-gift that just as a joke, but then grab it back because I, I could I will use it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, might as well give it a try, babe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but don't regift it. Like I don't want to hold on to it for a whole year. You know? No, no, no.
0: I can send it on to like my mom. You know and.
1: No. Jimmy, when we're
0: going to see what them they, and hang out with them now.
1: What if they try to use it?
0: Oh, no, I'll say, no, I want that back. That was just a gift. That was just a gag gift. No,
1: it. no, we're not doing that. Okay. We're not even going to mess with that. <laughs> so, the funnest part of Christmas, though, for me was watching our grandkids open their gifts. It was so cute. They, yes, they cracked us up. So, that morning, like Christmas morning, we were kind of, I guess, I was just dead asleep. I don't know about Matt, but. I guess the girls had gotten up at like 6 a.m. And were waiting for us as patiently as a two-year-old and a one-year-old can wait. And mostly the two-year-old was super excited. But they just, like, the the two-year-old just bust into our bedroom at around 6.30 in the morning and stood there staring at us like, when are y'all getting up? And Santa had come, of course, you know, there were presents everywhere and she was super excited but once we got up and started making the coffee that gave her permission to start playing with everything and oh yeah and then it was on from there it was such a busy day very busy but the girls got so spoiled i feel
0: like they weren't they were overwhelmed in a good way
1: yeah yeah i think it was super exciting for them Mm -hmm. they their little eyes were yeah they just it was a lot smiles giggles. it it was was great yeah it was really good and, you know, we also we did the traditional we didn't do milk and cookies so much as we did decorate cookies the night before. And again, the two year old was on it with decorating and she kept like taking the the frosting for the sugar cookies and the gingerbread cookies and, and squeezing it into her mouth <laughs> and just. <laughs> Random stuff. like It was just fun. It's like the
0: cheese in the can. (laughs) Yeah,
1: except it was frosting, pure sugar. So she was super wired right before Mm -hmm. bed. (laughs) And then she kept telling us that she wasn't going to sleep in her crib. She was going to sleep with us. It was just so cute, so cute. She did not sleep with us, though. I'm not going to do that. That kid is all over the bed. She does not sleep still. She just moves yeah, everywhere. Everywhere. Constantly. Christmas Day went regular. We had my parents here and my brother and sister-in-law and, you know, our nephew or whatever. Mm-hmm. Kids, our kids and two grandbabies. But we just, we didn't do much. It wasn't like a big gathering or anything because of COVID. My grandma didn't come and I really wish she could have. And we We're safe. We did the the whole safety thing. But it would have been nice if it was a normal Christmas and we had a house full again like, right. like the year before. Mm-hmm. That was fun. But hopefully next year. This virus will be gone, and we'll be back to normalcy a little bit. Anyway, brighter topics. New Year's now. Mm. We got New Year's mm. now. It is New Year's week. And we hope that you guys are eating, you know, getting ready to eat some corned beef, cabbage, black-eyed peas, stuff that, like, my family does that. We have the, what is it, the corned beef for love, the cabbage for money, and the black-eyed peas for health or something like that. Yeah. I think I might for have luck? that. No, I... am
0: for luck, I thought.
1: Oh, Maybe.
0: But I could be wrong.
1: I don't know. I always just threw the cornbread in and called it luck. But I don't know. I could be <laughs> wrong. And like what it's all for, eat too. Yeah, but maybe. it's, it's a know. traditional New Year's meal. Like you're supposed to have something like that, and we do usually. And then you know we're gonna spend some time down here in Alabama with Matt's family since we didn't get to see them for Christmas, and then mm-hmm. head back head back up to good old state of Oklahoma. That's right. Days. Yep.
0: Have a little vacay.
1: Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, it'll be good. Get some relaxing in before we get back to the daily grind.
0: Oh yeah, because it will be. Yeah, it'll come quick, quick enough. So let's enjoy it, right, folks? Right,
1: right. I hope you guys are, mm-hmm. um, and I hope you're you're ready to sit back, watch some ID channel because that's one of my favorite channels. Yeah, and re- or you know read a true crime book or something and check out some crazy mystery like the Bermuda Triangle and just start getting your head out of the holidays and back into normal everyday life. Which it's sad if, but that's my normal everyday life. I like this crap. <laughs> yeah. So I hope you've tuned in today to this show to hear about a new, a couple of New Year's murders. Yeah. I just kind of threw them together quick. This show is probably going to be pretty dang short because of us traveling, but I don't I don't think any of you guys will mind. With that being said, let's go ahead and jump into this.
0: All right, let's get into it. So the first one is on is a Hank Skinner. Uh, he's a death row inmate in Texas. And we all know how Texas is. We'll we'll hurry up the process of executing executing their death row inmates. I mean, they put a drive through, right? You know,
1: like what was that joke we heard that time? It was um, I think it was on the Blue Collar was, Comedy yeah. Show. He said Texas is putting in an express lane. express lane. <laughs> yeah, so, that's, yeah, that's
0: that's uh, definitely yeah. Uh, while truth other people,
1: yeah, while other states are trying to abolish the death sentence or death Texas penalty, Texas is putting in an
0: express yeah, lane.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, it's kind of like McDonald's instead of having like. Uh, two lane or putting in, you know, more to order oh, from. Yeah, you can do yeah. it a lot quicker. Like here, here, here's, Or this look is, at Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A has that here. down.
1: They have two lanes in Chick Fil A, but, but they, they also come have people out people coming out and taking your order nice. and stuff, and it's super fast. Like, yeah, they make it so
0: yeah, much better. Yeah, so
1: Chick Fil A is Texas's death row. Or yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> Sorry. hurry up, quick. We'll get you through. We'll get you on your on your way. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyway, so this happened on. December 31st, 1993. And this was in Pampa, Texas. Yes, Pampa, Texas. Pampa, been through there. Your uncle, uncle lives, there. lives in Pampa. Mm-hmm. Been through there. Not much there. Nope. <laughs> All right, so Hank Skinner, he came home from work and planned to get ready to go to a New Year's Eve party.
1: As you would. Yeah.
0: He lived with his girlfriend, Twyla Busby, and her two sons, who both suffered from mental retardation, named Randy Busby and Elwin Kaler. And when Hank got home, he had a drink, and he mixed it with some Xanax. Good combo. Mm-hmm. And this caused him to pass out on the living room couch. Now was i was down for the count.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I read, too, in one of the articles on this, mm-hmm. that he had an allergy to codeine or okay. something. And oh. so by taking the Xanax and missing, mixing it with the alcohol plus his allergy, it really just knocked him out. Wow. Yeah.
0: Not a good not Yeah, a good like deal.
1: comatose on the couch. Wow.
0: Yeah, okay. A friend of Hank and Twyla's named Howard Mitchell was throwing the party, and he stopped by to give them a ride to the party. When Howard got there between 10.15 and 10.30 that night, he found that, that Hank was just knocked out, passed out on the couch, and he couldn't wake him. I wonder if they're trying to get the guy up, but yeah, he's, he's not Yeah, probably to go to the it. party because yep. he was supposed
1: to be going with them. Yeah, I mean,
0: he was, he was, like I said, comatose. Twyla soon asked to be ta- or excuse me. So Howard and Twyla decided to leave him sleeping on the couch, and they went, They went ahead and went to the party for a while.
1: Which I can kind of see that. Like if you're going to pick someone up to go to a party that you had planned and they're just, I mean, knocked out, you're not going to wait around, right? And wait for them to, or ask them to, you know, try to get them to wake up or whatever. You're going to, you're going to move on. And that's exactly what him and his girlfriend did. Yeah. They just bounced.
0: Yep. So soon though, after getting to the party, Twyla asked to be taken back home though, because her uncle, a man named Robert Donnell was drunk. And he was following her around and making sexual advances because we like that in what Texas. The hell? Like, no.
1: m- yeah, like hitting on your niece. Right? That's disgusting. Yeah.
0: So he's he's making these advances toward her and she didn't want to be around it and she was getting agitated from all that. So Howard drove her home and left her there between eleven and eleven fifteen that night.
1: And the sad part is mm-hmm. that was like an hour.
0: Yeah. She wasn't there long at all. No. Not at all. Like, and is- already wanting yes. to get home. That's sad. So at around midnight, just 45 minutes to an hour later, Elwyn, one of Twila's sons, turned up on a neighbor's front porch uh, with stab wounds that he ended up dying from, unfortunately. Could you
1: imagine that? So this chick, like, this chick's having a bad night all the way mm-hmm. around. First off, her boyfriend is passed out cold on the couch and not getting up to go to this party that they had planned to go to. Yeah, She goes to the party. And she's getting harassed, sexually harassed, and followed by her own dang uncle. Mm. So she's like, just take me home. I don't want to put up yeah. with this. Just get me to home. To be put
0: up with something horrible, uh, someone murdering you. Yes, that's to what get I, home yeah. and get killed. Yeah. it's like, just
1: Worst night of your life. Not
0: the way I want to bring in the new year. Let's just say that. No. So um, the neighbor's uh, name was Andrea Reed, and she claimed that shortly after Elwyn showed up on her porch, Hank Skinner was in her home and she didn't know how he got in. She said yeah. that he had removed his shirt and laid it on a chair and then he had he had a cut on his hand that he had heated us. Well, he found some sewing needles or something, so he heated those up and he tried to bend them so that he could sew up his hand and eventually had Andrea sew up his hand because he couldn't do it himself.
1: Like So this guy who was passed out cold mm-hmm. on the couch from alcohol and Xanax, is suddenly in the neighbor's home at yeah, midnight
0: yeah when you think of that timeline that's really quick you yeah. know all the just in a, in a way
1: mm-hmm. like so kinda, she gets
0: dropped off he's probably pissed like where would you go why would you go to the party without me or i could assume and he's uh, maybe a jealous rage
1: not just that but also Orsies. think about it like this like he had been working all day he comes mm-hmm. home he grabs beers one, two, three, I don't know how many beers, but he, he grabs some beer Mm -hmm. and he takes some Xanax and it's enough that he passes out on the living room couch. Like you are already out of your mind Mm -hmm. with drugs and alcohol. You're so comatose basically is the way they described him. And that's why he didn't go to the party. And suddenly she comes home and he's awake, obviously, or he gets woken up. There are different theories on that. Like, He either was woken up by one of the stepsons to who he went to the neighbor's house with, or he was the one who attacked them. Yeah. But either way, you're out of your mind.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: And listen, I mean, just listen to the account here. Like this is just nuts.
0: So Andrea claimed that while Hank was there for almost three hours, she had tried to leave and to call the police, but he threatened to kill her. So she said that during their talk, Hank had told her many different stories about what happened at his home. He claimed a Mexican came there to the door with a knife. Then he found Twyla in bed with her ex-husband, and he got into a fight with him, and he allegedly told her, too, that he thought he had killed Twyla by kicking her to death. And then he said that Ricky Palmer had broken in his house, and finally that cocaine dealers were looking for Twila and wanted her really bad and i so, i
1: wonder on the ricky palmer thing like is that just some local guy or something yeah, like i don't even don't know even who know, Ricky just Palmer. Some, is. yeah
0: some guy ricky palmer look him up <laughs> you can find him on facebook right <laughs> oh, <geez.
1: laughs> we are not stalking ricky palmer we don't know <laughs>
0: when police arrived in uh at andrea's they found hank in a closet wearing clothes that were stained on front and back with blood and they found Elwin on the porch. At Hank's house, police found Twyla face down on the living room floor. And Randy was found face down on top on the top bunk in his room. And uh, keep in mind yeah. that
1: those guys are, they had <clears throat> some kind of mental deficiency mm-hmm. as adults. Yeah. That's why they both still lived with their mom. And, yeah. and that's really sad.
0: It is. The medical examiner determined that Twyla had been strangled to unconsciousness and then beaten in the face and head with a club. DNA tested matched Twilight and Elwin's blood to the clothing Hank was wearing also, and their bloody handprints found in the house. One in one of the son's bedrooms and two on the doorknobs uh, leading out to the back door matched Hank's. Right. A toxology test was performed on Hank at 5.48 a.m. and showed that he had 0.11 milligrams of codeine in his system, and his blood alcohol level was at point, point 0.11.
1: Which is pretty high, right? Um, Because the legal yeah. limit is 0.08. yeah. Yeah. And if you're and some, at 0.11.
0: Yeah, you're over the legal limit of what you can't for, like, driving and, and things like that. Which, I mean, that's at 5.48 a.m. in the morning when it's really dropped. So you just wonder how much. At the time at of the time. The, right. Yeah. So Hank was convicted of murder in March of 94, 1994, and sentenced to death in March... 1995. He appealed his conviction many convictions, excuse me, many times, and it was turned down many times. His own court appointed attorney, Harold Comer, was a former DA who had previously prosecuted Hank for assault and being a car thief. So, could you
1: imagine this having, guy's got some yeah. stuff in the past? But, could you imagine having your uh, court appointed attorney be the same guy who's prosecuted you yeah, in the that past? That's
0: like, I don't know how, how, do, how you do, do you do that?
1: And how do you how do you not be able to get him thrown off? Like why wouldn't you try to get him? I don't know if you And did how much ID.
0: and what tactics do they try to look like they're helping but they're not really not in, in in it to help them. Right. Because they know they did it. Right.
1: Or maybe they don't know that he did it. Like that's some of the controversy here. Mm-hmm. They they're that's I mean, it's it's kinda crazy. Sure. He could actually be innocent, although I tend to think Bloody handprints, cuts mm-hmm. on his hand, blackout stuff. He's mm-hmm. probably not innocent
0: in, probably my, not. in my mind, but... Yeah. So during the hearing for this case, the prosecution used his history against him to assert that he was a danger to society and his defense attorney didn't object, so...
1: And the defense attorney, again, is the one who prosecuted exactly. him in the past, so why would he object?
0: <laughs> right. And they just let the prosecution use that against him, which wasn't good to start with uh, to being defended. If he was innocent, it wasn't going to uh, come easily. Every appeal that Hank submitted was denied. So, eventually, Hank's death sentence was scheduled for 2011. During this time, he was fighting for new DNA testing, and he was certain that would prove his innocence. Due to this, Hank received a stay of execution 20 minutes prior to being scheduled for execution, his execution time. Yeah,
1: that's what they say he's famous for. He actually did get a stay of execution back in 2011, Mm -hmm. 20 minutes before they were about to inject him and then you know that was all based on some dna stuff but Mm -hmm. now like this last year 2019 they say that those dna results that they were waiting for and stuff they're 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 not not, favorable for him yeah Yeah. they're not going to help hank at all so they probably shouldn't have stayed the execution
0: so of course you know we're assuming that hey he he i'm sure he killed his girlfriend and her kids of course he's going to maintain his innocence
1: and I tend to believe it's w- exactly what you said. It's probably a fit of jealousy, rage. How'd you go to that party without me? Moment, mm-hmm. you know. Plus the alcohol and the drugs. Didn't Not being help. coherent
0: at all, being out there, mind going all over the place. Mm-hmm. He's got a history of assaulting, right? Doing doing some in this some time things, and that's what you just get caught for. Doesn't mean you know what else you've done, right? Right. right. That you didn't get caught for. Get that caught people for. don't know about. That, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it's not like we're convicting the guy on a podcast or anything like that. We didn't even get into a lot of detail, but he's already convicted. He's on death row. So I just yeah. tend to agree with the conviction based on the few things that I read. Right. So yep. this next case, we're going to do two cases. So the next one, it's kind of sad. It's pretty popular case that I heard about too. I'm sure that you did. It's the case of the the realtor, and she was a mother of two who was kidnapped and murdered. Mm, yeah, back and it was last New Year's Eve actually, twenty nineteen. Yeah, which is horrible. nuts. Yeah, so this is uh I think it's Monique Ba
0: mm-hmm.
1: is how you say her name. I think so. But at five thirty p.m. on December thirty first, twenty nineteen, a man and with a black mask. Used a key that belonged to Monique to enter her home and shot her boyfriend four times while her three-year-old was in the living room and her one-year-old was upstairs. And of course, thank thankfully, neither of the kids were harmed. Mm-hmm. Just the adults, which is bad enough, but at least the kids were not harmed. Yeah, physically anyway. I'm sure someone walks into your home and shoots someone. The kids, even if they're not hurt physically, they're they are mentally traumatized seeing that you know sure. or being around it. Oh so. yeah. They uh they knew that the key belonged, the key that the guy used to get into the house belonged to Monique because her mom was able to identify the key, which I didn't really understand that part. I, I don't know how you, like, I don't expect my kids would know, or I wouldn't know what key belonged to which of my kids to their house. So yeah. that sounded a little weird to me, but maybe she... Get special keys made that have those engraving things on them or something. Yeah. They all looked I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I just thought that was kind of strange. But an hour later at 6 38 p.m., three shots were fired in an alley. And when police arrived to the alley, they found Monique fatally shot with her hands bound with tape. It was learned later that this whole event might have all been a hit on her boyfriend. Wow. Yeah. So she lost her life due to a hit on her boyfriend investigators learned that monique was lured to a home on the assumption that she would be showing a home and when she arrived someone kidnapped her throwing her into the back of a u-haul truck and then killing her and dumping her in the alley she was found in and according to the search warrants that were on file the the Mm -hmm. boyfriend who survived his attack you know he was shot four times in their house
0: and wow and he survived it he's he survived yeah
1: Thankfully, he was able to point a finger at a possible suspect that got everything started. It was a former friend who he had been falling out with over a record deal. Jeez, I oh, know.
0: Suge Knight, huh? A little <laughs> hardcore. <laughs> Maybe. I Man. didn't go there, but you did. I did. <laughs> like, it
1: did. Could be. Uh, others came forward, too, saying that someone had put a hit on the boyfriend, confirming the stories that were being told, the rumors that were going on. Okay. So these people actually came forward and said, "Yeah, this is what happened." From what I can tell, it's it's definitely an ongoing case. They have not even—I mean, they brought charges, but trials hasn't started or anything like this. So I think this is one that we should cover, kind of follow
0: or cover yep. in detail. Okay, yeah.
1: it's it's pretty interesting to me. There are the four people that they brought charges against. One of them is named Barry Davis, who they believe made the phone call that attracted Monique to the house uh, for the fake showing. Okay, and then. They have Cedric Barry in custody, who they believe was the person who entered her home and shot her boyfriend. All right. Both have been charged with first degree murder and first degree attempted murder for the attack against her boyfriend. One uh, that they charged is Shantae Davis, the wife of Barry Davis, and also the sister of, of Cedric Barry or something like that. Like, it's okay. Very confusing yeah, trying to follow trying to these, these, these little strings and ties to each other, but she's suspected of aiding and abetting Barry. Also they charged another female Elsa Seguero, who they believed aided in the plot to get Monique to the fake showing where she was kidnapped. Now I couldn't I read one article that said that that Barry had called but then another article said that Elsa had called. Okay. So maybe they were posing as a husband and wife thing, maybe they uh, both called. Maybe. And yeah. got the showing set up with Monique. I don't know. Right. I'm just I'm just kind of throwing that out there because I was sure a little make sure she's confused. come in or
0: there, we'll be there. Or they're, they're highly interested in this house. Maybe, maybe.
1: And, you know, even though it's no New telling. Year's Eve, that's your job as a realtor, you're going to go. You're going to go show a house. Oh, yeah. Because that might be a future
0: It's a future sale. Yeah, yeah, like you don't know. Course. So
1: I wouldn't question it. I, I would just go. But yeah. anyway, so Elsa Seguero, she was involved as well. And they think that she might have helped get Monique kidnapped. Yeah. And they also believe there are more people involved, but they're still trying Jeez. to track them down. Good lord. I know, right? It's like a huge circle. Like how
0: big was this supposed record? I don't know. Deal that's why I think things. we need
1: to that's why I think we need to follow this case a little closer. Yeah. Just kinda
0: keep tabs on it. Right. And see okay. how
1: it's developing. Cause I know it's already over a year, but, mm-hmm. or at a year, but it's, uh, it's interesting. It's really, yeah. really interesting. And, and I'm curious to know where else they, what else they come up with it. Yeah. So that's that story right now. And I, I really do want to, want to follow it.
0: Yeah, no, it'd be interesting to see kind of how this all plays out for mm-hmm. sure. And who, who was all involved and who wasn't and yeah, and and out. get
1: a get like the the actual details of this case. Yeah. to follow and and get it straight. It seems like you know, a who made line, the phone calls? Who did this? Thing, who did that? Know? It's it's huge. If you think, I mean, if you think about just this little bit that I was able to put together for this episode tonight, it has us like so interested in everything. I can't wait to find out uh, what actually happened because you know the yeah, truth will come out. It always sure, does. Sure. So I I'm looking forward to following this one.
0: Yeah, it'll be good. Mm -hmm. So this concludes our New Year's episode and our final episode of 2020. And when do we start? Back in August?
1: Yeah, we started in August. Okay.
0: So we'll be back in 2021 with some serial killer fun, of course. And we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We know it's short, but it's still good. Until then, we would love to hear from you. So please email us at True true crime and the unknown at yahoo.com. And you can check us out at our website at wickedness, true crime, and the Follow us on Instagram at wickedness, true crime and support us. If you want to on anchor.fm slash wickedness and click the support sign, or just listen to us on anchor at anchor.fm slash wickedness. Also don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. If you haven't already and rate and review us, we want to know what you think. In the meantime, have a happy new year. Stay safe and healthy. And remember, if you're partying somewhere, don't drink and drive. No glove, no love, or stay safe in as many ways as possible. And we will see y'all next week and next year for some regular wicked fun. Bye. Bye.